You are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javano Kelly live from Seattle, Washington, USA. Greetings, greetings, beautiful people. Thank you for joining me for another amazing episode of the African Father in America podcast. I am here with a really wonderful guest, um, uh, Miss uh, Danisha Wary. Go ahead and just say hello to our viewers and our listeners for a moment before we continue with the rest of the show. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Danisha Weary, and I'm happy to be here this morning. Excellent, excellent. I'm going to share a lot more about my special guest today. Uh, I am going to share just a little bit of her background, who she is, uh, and uh, you know some of the incredible things that she's doing here in Seattle. She's literally one of the business leaders that are moving mountains and really transforming uh, what our community here looks like. So uh, stay tuned. I want to start with our proverb for the day, uh, and then we'll continue building our conversation from there. Our proverb for today is from Cameroon, and um, it says that thought breaks the heart. Thought breaks the heart. I want you to take a minute and share with me in the comments what this proverb means to you. I know that some of you are joining us on LinkedIn, some of you are on Facebook, uh, X, formerly Twitter, some are on, uh, you know, on YouTube and also TikTok, you know, so I just thank you all, no matter where you are, take a minute, engage with today's uh, conversation, share your thoughts in the comments and also share the link to this conversation uh, with your own community. So I shared the proverb and I want to follow it with three nuggets of wisdom and then I am going to invite our special guest to also speak about this proverb just for a moment. So the first nugget of wisdom related to our proverb today says that be mindful of your thoughts, you know, pay attention to the thoughts that are running through your mind, uh, because if they are positive or negative, they will help or they will hurt you. So it's your choice, you know, uh, whatever you are allowing to to run through your mind, uh, to build a home in your mind every single day is really what makes you who you are, you know. So be mindful about that. Number two, uh, challenge your negative thoughts, you know. Uh, if all that you're dealing with is negativity, you can take action even without anybody else knowing and do something about it. You know, ask yourself if there is any evidence to support your negative thoughts you know uh, and also are you seeing things from a balanced perspective you know ask yourself questions challenge yourself you know uh, and then number three this is our last nugget of wisdom uh, focus on the present moment you know uh, you might be worrying about the past you might be worrying about the future but just the fact that you are alive you're not uh, in the in the icu you're not in uh, in Gaza Strip, you know, uh, it's really, really important that when your mind wanders to the past or the future, gently bring it back, you know, to the present moment uh, and take a few deep breaths, you know, and focus on your surroundings, you know, uh, because sometimes that's all you have and that's okay, you know. So I want to 
slow down and invite Danisha Weary. Uh, for those who are meeting Danisha for the first time, she's a business owner, she's a CEO, she's a podcast host. She helps a lot of business people as well with their grants. And um, she will share with you the incredible work that she's doing with Black Coffee Northwest. And for now, Danisha, I just want you to take a stab at this proverb. Uh, when I shared this proverb with you, what is it that came to your mind? Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Actually, you know, this is a really great proverb because I definitely agree with it. I do a lot of making sure I am aware of what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, even when I'm on social media, like what am I feeding myself? Um, because I truly believe you're right. The proverb is completely right. And I'm a product of overthinking anyway. <laughs> so I try to limit, you know, as many things as I can and make sure that what I am watching and absorbing um, is only positive and going to feed me and uplift me. And if I don't, then I have really disciplined myself to not engage and to not watch those things. Right, discipline. I I love uh, the word discipline in in your in your sentence there because if you don't discipline yourself, uh, your thoughts can actually they can take over who you are. They can take they that's when you begin getting stressed that's when you begin going through depression that's when you begin not doing the things that ensure that you are okay and you are accomplishing the goals that get you closer to the dreams that you've always had so i just appreciate that so much so um you know one of my favorite questions that i love asking guests that join me for the afia podcast is just to reflect back to a time when you are maybe eight uh, to 12 years old and share with us a story uh, that drives who you are today. You know, I love sharing with my guests that when I was eight years old, my mother was a business lady and what she was focusing on was distributing milk and bread, buying milk and bread from the factories nearby and uh, repackaging and reselling it. So she had uh, bicycle distributors, people on bikes who distribute milk and bread for her. This was in Kisumu, Kenya, the third largest city in Kenya, uh, long before I ever knew I would ever move to Seattle, Washington. And so just waking up sometime at 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, distributing milk and bread, and then going to school as an eight-year-old gave me a lot of discipline, gave me a lot of courage, and also just the idea that anything is possible you know if i can do this um anybody else could so i want you to go back uh many many years and share with us some thoughts a story uh that really continues to drive who you are today yes um that's a great question actually i think about that often um I can say when I was in fourth grade, I'm a natural leader. I'm someone that likes to figure things out um, and teach people how to do them. And so in fourth grade, my teacher really saw that in me. She saw that skill set. And so she would let me like lead the class in reading or she would let me choose the book or she would let me explain things to the rest of the class. And I will never forget that because it was the first time someone actually recognized that leadership and then let me practice it out. And I felt really comfortable doing it and I loved it. And it's something I remember often, the power of adults sometimes times just letting kids do what comes naturally to them and encouraging that and not talking them out of it. Um, I, I wonder if, if we all kind of did that to a kid 
what impact do it make? Because it definitely made an impact on me. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, I, I remember that too. Uh, with the story I was sharing with you, uh, you know, with my mom, if she never gave me a chance to help and be involved, I would have never been taking the risks I take, you know. Uh, and maybe, maybe it's why I take too much risks, you know. <laughs> but I just love that, you know, your teacher from a young age saw that, oh, you know, I have a leader here. I don't have to do it all by myself. And sometime, uh, I have three daughters. And when I ask the oldest, sometimes they all of them are not listening. All you know, they just want to play. You you ask them, oh, get ready for school. They're they they're, they're looking at you, but it's like you're not even communicating. But then when you ask the oldest that hey look you're now the leader make sure everybody gets ready in like five minutes they're all ready she she comes up with tactics and ideas that they listen to but for me as an adult uh, i'm stuck with my way of communicating with uh, my way of saying time is up time is up but she has a way of saying oh uh, if you do this, we can dance together. If you do this, we will have a sip of that. You know, they have so leadership is really important that is cultivated at different levels so that, um, you know, uh, let's say you as um, the owner of Black Coffee Northwest, you know, you can't do everything. You have to understand that this, I have to identify leaders that are going to execute this for me while I do these other big, big, big things. Uh, and I feel that that actually brings us to our next question where I want you to just share with us a little more. Uh, you know, a lot of people know you as, uh, you know, the the founder uh, of Black Coffee Northwest. I think that's also how we originally connected at the Seattle Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce uh, when we were visiting with the, the Rwandan delegation that uh, were visiting Seattle. Uh, and I really, really feel inspired by the work you do. I'm really excited by the growth of your company. But I want you to take us back, you know, why is this important to you? How did it start? Where are things? Uh, and also, you know, what does success look like for you? Like, ultimately, where would you like to see uh, Black Coffee Northwest go so that, you know, one day when you're not even involved, you're like, you know, I did it. Well, thank you for that uh, question. Um, so my company, we actually started 20 years ago. Um, we started with community work with a, a youth program. And so I am born and raised in Seattle. Um, I stayed here my whole life, although I always try to leave. I was like, I want to move and try somewhere else. I ended up just staying here and uh, getting married and having our kids. And uh, my husband and I, we've been married for 25 years. And our very first date was actually at a coffee shop ironically um, that was our very first day and that was the first thing that we actually both liked and connected on and we're not like uh just regular coffee drinkers like we're coffee snobs we love coffee um and everywhere we would travel we always travel to different coffee shops like mom and pop small black owned coffee shops and support try their coffee learn about where their beans come from learn the stories of the farmers learn about the process, we were just so intrigued and interested in that and always said one day we're going to have our own coffee shop. 
you know, it was like a dream where like when the kids leave the house, because <laughs> we both worked, uh, when, when our kids both go to college, we're going to actually live our dream and do our coffee shop. Uh, but the first thing that we did was actually started a nonprofit youth program uh, for young kids in Seattle. Uh, we did a step team, a drill team. So performance arts program um, was our first nonprofit. And we still operate that today. And we opened our coffee shop in 2020. Um, so right in the middle of a pandemic, when everything was shut down, right in the middle of a racial uprising, when our country was very much divided, there was a lot going on. We felt that that was the time for something new. We felt that that was the, the, the time to actually create something where everyone could come together and that we could have hard conversations and that we could support each other and that our Black community could have a place to come and feel safe and seen and heard and celebrated. And we just decided to do it. <laughs> um, and we put a lot of thought and plan into it. This wasn't just something that we just thought up one day and was like, let's just do it. We've been planning for this and creating the blueprint for this company for about 20 years, honestly, as we were working our day, you know, working our nine to five jobs um, in 2020 presented the opportunity and we went ahead and took it and we grew rapidly. Um, we grew quickly. Um, it wasn't easy before we opened our company. The um, it, it was there was an attempted arson at our space. Someone tried to to burn it down. We had racist words written in our building. We had a lot of uh, pushback, but we just kept going because we're strong. You know, we're strong people, we're a resilient people. Um, and we just kept pushing and I'm so happy that we did. So our coffee company will be opening three locations um, and one in this year. Well, our, our next one will open next year. We opened two this year and one in 2024, which is at 23rd and Jackson in the central district we are excited to be in the central district like beyond <laughs> excited yeah. um and so that's that's who we are we hire youth we are first employer for kids who want to be baristas we train them how to be baristas we also train them about the business of coffee um and how they can do they see themselves in that business and so it's a lot of fun i have i have a lot of fun long busy days but a lot of fun I love it. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. You know, um, just listening to you and your passion about coffee uh, reminds me also that Seattle is really like the capital of coffee in the world when it comes to things like Starbucks. And so uh, I just feel that you, you, you need to speak about how, uh, you know, black, black coffee Northwest is... Um, is critical because a lot of the time I feel like we are not fully represented when it comes to the coffee industry, while coffee comes from Africa, you know, uh, where a lot of the, the farmers are people that look like us, you know. Uh, the, the people that make the most money out of coffee are not even near us, you know. And um, I just want you to speak about the, the, the value of, uh, you know, ensuring that the, the coffee farmers back home in Africa uh, get the most out of their produce. And also you spoke about this a little bit, but just the way that, you know, you handle this business with respect, you create employment for young people in our community. Uh, I saw some of the pictures and the videos of some of the young people uh, that you all support. So I want you to just speak a little more about uh, these, uh, these uh, themes. 
Yes. Uh, so the business of coffee, you know, we just started, when we first started looking at coffee, we knew that coffee came from Africa. We knew that coffee came from um, countries where I'm sure it's being exploited. I'm sure that I'm like, I, I see, you see, you know, the, the name coffee and coming from Africa all over in other shops, but I'm sure that it's not being represented correctly. And we wanted to make sure that we did this right because, you know, it's important to me to be true to who we are. And I was kind of like, how dare we open a black owned coffee shop and not ethically source and not be responsible and not make sure we do this education. So reach out to Ephraim at Boon Buna um, in Renton. And we said, we want to learn from you. We want to make sure that we're doing this correctly. And Ephraim took us for uh, almost a year um, before we even opened and we learned and we understood where coffee comes from. We learned stories from farmers. We understood, we've met farmers. We've met where the coffee has come for the, where the fruit comes from and what the work is being done back. Uh, the specific farmer that we've, uh, that we've worked that we've worked with from Kenya, learning about the work that she's creating jobs in her, you know, she's creating jobs. She is doing phenomenal work for women. And that is what excites me the most. And that's the story that we want to tell is that you really got to be responsible and you got to do your research and you got to do things right in order for it to actually make a big impact. Um, we teach all of our kids, all of the kids that that live here that don't even know where coffee comes from because they've never learned it. We give them that education and have them do their research. Uh, so then they know and they can share and they can continue to tell the story and tell the story within the community. And so that is so, so important to us um, and speaks to our brand. And really, it really is like, true to who we are so when things happen around when it gets hard right because owning a business is hard it's hard work um we're tired a lot uh but we're making a big impact and that's what keeps us going right 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 yeah you know uh you mentioned running a business is very challenging here in america uh and of course uh, you know in 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 kenya where i come from running a business is challenging too but here uh, you know, you're not only dealing with the actual b process uh, of running the business, dealing with employees, dealing with, um, dealing with, here you're also dealing with challenges of being black while being a business owner, because that is a disadvantage too, you know, uh, and that's part of why you guys are changing your location from Shoreline to the Central District, right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, I would love for you to touch on that a little. But also one thing I wanted you to speak to is, you know, let's say one day you are in your 90s or, you know, you are, you are, you are an elder in the community and you're looking back, maybe you're being driven around. Uh, would you like to see Black Coffee Northwest as many as Starbucks or, you know, what your, what's your ultimate success story? Like what's your ultimate vision? Where would you like to see uh, Black Coffee Northwest go? But also just speak to this unique challenge that uh, a lot of black business owners face that um, that uh, is, is very unique. And many people need to not only show up to support black businesses here in the U.S. and particularly in the Pacific Northwest, but uh, I feel like my brothers and sisters back home need to be aware that there is another added layer to running a business here. And, uh, you know, it's just important for informational purposes as well. 
Yes, thank you. Um, so when we opened our, our business, our first location um, was in an area where it's only 6% Black people. And so there's not very many Black people around. There's not many people that look like us in the neighborhood, in the community. Um, we named our company Black Coffee. Everyone's like, oh, that's really cute. That's a great name. And then they started to see pictures of us and saw that we were Black people. And then that's when people started to question. And they were like, you can't name your company that. Like, that's racist. Um, why would you do that? Uh, can The questions were like, can white people come there? And people were just uh, being, adults were starting to act very childish, <laughs> I would say. And very, you know, we're just like, come on. It's at the end of the day, it, it's coffee. Everyone loves coffee. It's coffee. And so that's how we knew that our, our skin color was coming into play. Um, before we even opened our built business, um, someone tried to burn our business down. Um, they threw a Molotov cocktail, a firebomb at our business. We pulled up to multiple broken windows every day. We built up, built, uh, came to the N-word written in our building, swastikas and racist symbols, being told to leave the community, being told that we're not welcome. And this is in 2020. 2021, when we think that we're so far ahead and this thing's not happening, those things are still happening. And we hire young, we hire youth. Our staff is 16 years old. So if you can imagine being a 16 year old showing up to work and the N-word is written all over your job or the police are all over it because there was a threat made that they were going to uh, acts of violence. It was, it was becoming very uh, scary for our youth um, and for our employees and for our family. Our daughter is 20 years old. Our son is 23. They were faced with threats as well, leave our community. And that's because our business is not just a coffee shop. We do voter registration drives. We do community action meetings. We do call to action. We're a gathering space for black leaders to come in the civil rights movement, there were these spaces and places where people would come and gather and have conversation and uplift the community. And that was just a threat to the white people around us. They did not like that. We were told there were too many black people in our space. Um, and we just decided to, you know, there, there, there comes a time where you, you can decide to just move. <laughs> and leave. And so we decided to move our business uh, for safety reasons and also uh, to show that we're strong and resilient and we can move on to bigger and better. <laughs> That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I love, I love that, number one, you never give up. You know, number two, uh, you know, you, you never let the threats and, uh, you know, uh, again, this is exactly what today's proverb is speaking about, you know. Uh, that the thoughts that you 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 cultivate in your mind determine your future, determine who you become, and no matter what you are seeing uh, and people are saying, they only brought uh, the the fighting spirit in you. They only brought, uh, you know, they 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 actually fueled you to continue being successful. Uh, and now you're literally working on three different locations, you know. Uh, for those viewers who are in the Pacific Northwest and they could come and uh, become your customers, talk to them, tell them where the locations are. And also, uh, I'm sure we have people who are watching and they would love to support. Uh, share with them how they can show up for you in this moment. 
Yeah, so we're really excited. Right now we have a coffee shop located at North Seattle College so on a college campus uh, where we are, uh, hire young baristas again, give them employment opportunities um, and serve great coffee on the campus. We'll be opening soon at Shoreline Community College as well um, at the end of this year. And on Black History Month, we haven't even spoke about this publicly, the actual date yet. So you're hearing it first. <laughs> Black History Month is when we'll be opening at 23rd and Jackson. That space used to be a Starbucks. Uh, that community was a Black community that I grew up in this area. Gentrification pushed all of the Black people and the Black businesses out. And we are coming back strong. We're occupying an old Starbucks that was there. We're completely remodeling the space. It's going to be brand new, very, very welcoming, very upscale. We are hiring black contractors. We're hiring from our community to build the space out. And I am, it's going to be beautiful and I'm excited. You can follow us on across all social network platforms at Black Coffee NW. You can also visit our website at www.blackcoffeenw.com to check out what we're doing. We have our own coffee bean line as well. You can purchase our coffee online. We have a monthly subscription. And what you're doing when you're buying our coffee is that you're allowing us to continue to employ young Black youth. We, we go look for youth that are looking for a job that love coffee or if they love marketing, if they love, we have a uh, full staff, we have 10 staff. Um, that do various, uh, run various parts of our business. They're all young. And you talked about legacy. What do I want in 50 years when I'm driving through uh, the community? I want a bunch of youth that are now adults in positions of power that are leaders that are moving and grooving and shaking up things and pushing our community forward to say that their first job was at Law Coffee or their first opportunity was at Black Coffee or Black Coffee impacted them. And I want them to be the ones to open up Black Coffee Northwest uh, restaurants all over the country. I want it to be led by the next generation. Uh, our daughter is the president of our company because one day she's gonna take over as she should. She should take over the company um, and we're training her to do that now. And that's what I want. I wanna sit underneath her leadership and applaud and cheer for her when I'm 90. <laughs> and I want to be chilling somewhere on a beach. <laughs> I love that. I love that with a with a nice cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Thank you. I, I'm very very inspired. Hey, uh, Danisha, is there something I didn't ask you that you want to make sure you 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 mention or you cover during our time together just before we wrap up, please? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, it's a pleasure. I work with my husband. We've been married for 25 years. And a lot of people are like, husband and wife working together. You know, we have such a great time. And it, it's, it just speaks again to, I love our community. I love our people. And I, I love that we work together. And my favorite thing about Black Coffee is that we get to work with other Black businesses. It's my favorite thing is that we get to grow and we get to push each other and support each other. And I, I wanna see that more and more and more and more and more because we can, we can work together and have fun doing it. And we can all win. We can all be successful together. And that's my favorite thing. I love that. I love that. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for making the time. If you're just joining us, my special guest has been Danisha Weary, who is an incredible business leader and uh, you know a community leader as well who has shared with us her, her incredible, you know, story growing up here in the Pacific Northwest, 
you know and for the last 20 years she's been developing this idea of black coffee northwest and eventually you know since the pandemic right before the pandemic she has been building it and building it and now she's just about to launch one of her biggest uh you know coffee shops uh in the central district of seattle in february of next year during uh, black history month so she shared how you should connect with her and uh, i would love for you to make sure you show up for her and support her and uh, if you haven't subscribed to my youtube channel please make sure you do that now is a good time and for those who have joined me on tiktok thank you so much make sure you follow me over there by the way danisha are you on tiktok as well we have a tiktok audience that could follow you there as well i am we're on tiktok at black coffee nw1 and then i'm on tiktok as miss weary m-r-s-w-e-a-r-y excellent excellent thank you again for making the time have a wonderful uh, day ahead and uh, i'm hoping that i can come and uh, enjoy some of your coffee one of these days thank you again and uh, take great care of yourself and thank you to all of you for joining us for today's episode of the afia podcast yes thank you excellent excellent african father in america you are listening to African Father in America podcast by Simon Javanokello live from Seattle, Washington.